Hello, everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I'll be your Phaeologist today. And joining me is Grepstein. Greps, we haven't talked in directly in about two weeks or so. It's been quite busy in our personal lives, but how have you been? Uh, the I've last been pretty good, weeks? pretty busy, but also pretty good as well. And things are just, you know, moving along. I can't believe that we're already into October. Uh, feels like 2018 has just flown by. I don't know about if that's the same for you, but uh, that's definitely how it feels for me. <laughs> for sure. I, I, I felt like this year has gone by so quick. Um, and just uh, not only like thinking about it as far as the game is concerned, but just, just in life in general. Uh, yep, time flies by. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's quite interesting. But anyway, um, yeah, time has flown since we last recorded. I remember sitting down here with you talking about our legendary heroes, and uh, I, we didn't have the chance to discuss this together, but uh, quite a reaction, I, I feel like, when I saw that legendary young Tiki was the the new uh, legendary hero and how, <laughs> how not even to our honorable mentions did we notice or even think that Tiki would be the hero. So I, I thought I got I got quite a kick out of that, and... Um, and just how how uh, off we were. Yeah, we probably as far could have gone through like another concerned. five or heroes at least before we would have even considered Tiki. So she was probably around maybe like twenty or twenty five, I would guess, if we were to make a, a list of like the top fifty units to become legendary heroes. She would have been pretty low on our list. So yeah, I don't think we really even considered her, but right. uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to draft at least five units each. So it would cast a bit of a wider net. So uh, we would look a little bit smarter if we got anything right. But now we'll just look even dumber if we don't get any of them right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Our net wasn't wide enough. I can't believe it. But hopefully, hopefully we do catch some good fish uh, with the next couple of legendary heroes. Hopefully... We don't get taken yeah. on too yeah. well, at this crazy point, of a ride it is by IS. Phil zero, Greps but... zero, and Intelligence Systems is winning our draft so far with one point. <laughs> yeah, our surprise participant in IS. Yeah, they are winning. The battle was won, but the war is not over, and hopefully, we get some right so to save our pride. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so. Coming at you guys with another future data mine episode. We, uh, I mean, to be honest, there has been kind of a lull as far as new content in the game is concerned. I, I know we're, we're getting like a new voting, we've gotten a new voting gauntlet, of course, with a new theme, a new Grand Hero Battle uh, that was released yesterday. And just to date this recording, um, yesterday was the day that uh, Reinhardt and the Ishtar uh, uh Bound Hero Battle was released. Excuse me, not not Grand Hero Battle, but uh, besides that, nothing really new as far as like new event, new uh, new mode of of gameplay has been released. And so, uh, I guess it's the perfect time to kind of uh, go back to our our future data mine ways and to talk about some future skills and and have this conversation all over again. Uh, recently, we released the wave skills, and we were just talking about this before we started recording, but we recorded that a couple months ago, maybe back July or so, and it's really just because, of, you know, due to new content and things like that, we released it, you know, in a when we felt like we 
we could release it with to balance other episodes that we had been doing more recently. And it's funny to see how many wave skills were released uh, before we actually, you know, released our our thoughts before they were all released. And so it was, it was really interesting to to do that. And but yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation again with you and and to talk about some of the skills that we've seen released uh, more recently. So. Um, do you have any thoughts before we, we head into another future data mine episode, Greps? Yeah, so I'm excited for today's. Uh, we are going to be talking about some skills that are very relevant. And I think uh, we're going to, you know, the, the first set of skills that we're going to talk about, I think a lot of people are wondering how to use best at the moment. And there's another set of skills that if we make it to in this episode, if we don't go too long in the first set of skills, then I'm really looking forward to talking about those skills as well. But for any of those, for any of you who are new to this series of episodes, the Future Data Mind series is a series that we have quite a few episodes already out. I think we have 12 episodes out. And these are episodes where Phil and I preview skills that are not yet in the game, but that are related to other skills that we already have in the game. So, uh, for example, you know, we talked about like bond skills and stance skills and all these sorts of skills that we we had one member of the family of skills or a couple members, but not the full set. And it is, uh, you know, we've definitely talked about a lot of skills that have been released as new skills in the last several months. And I feel like we've hit a little bit of a lull, not only in terms of content in the game, but even in terms of some of the new skills that have come out in the game, there haven't been as many recently. But this series is a fun way to explore uh, skills that might be coming into the game not too far down the road. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about some units that might be able to use some of these potentially new skills uh, well and how they can be used well. And we'll also talk about our excitement level for each of these new skills, as well as if we think they're going to be coming out pretty soon, or if we think they might be skills that Intelligence Systems is holding on to and might not release as quickly. So uh, that's just a little bit of a background about what you're getting into if this is a, a new series of episodes for you. And we definitely invite you to check out the other 12 episodes, even though a lot of those skills are already in the game. You can check out at least our initial thoughts about a lot of skills that have been released as new skills over the past couple of months. Exactly. And and thank you for that explanation. I feel like I needed that myself to remind me how these episodes work. But um, yeah, that's a, that's how Future Data Mind goes. And so hopefully we we not only get some some predictions right, I think that's always fun to get, but we, we hope that these thoughts that we have of these skills, just as they are beginning to unfold in the game, are helpful for you guys now and in the future uh, when you are deciding whether to use a certain skill or not on a certain character. Uh, and uh, and so we, we have that discussion there to help you out. And so uh, before we... we you know, we kind of wanted to go in order as far as when skills were released, and we're actually going to jump around and skip uh, some skills that were released prior to the ones that we're going to talk about today, uh, just because we feel like this discussion is a little bit more relevant right now, uh, since they are on banner. They are they are on a banner currently, and so if you if you're waiting and listen to this episode to see if you want to summon for those characters. And use them as fodder, then, uh, then you'll have our thoughts on that. And and just to tell you guys what we want to talk about today um, is dual skills. Uh, very, 
I don't know if the right word is controversial. Uh, it, it might be a controversial, controversial skill that was released by IS. Uh, very, uh, a very interesting skill as far as not being really used as far as combat is concerned, but uh, it's definitely uh, has made a big impact as far as arena scoring is concerned. Um, but but to go back to our other skills, uh, we, we did skip the push and solo skills that were released prior to dual skills, and we'll talk about those in a future episode. But we wanted to get this conversation done now uh, to to really help you guys out, and and uh, and I feel like I, I both Graps and I have a lot to say about these these skills now, and so uh, I, we figured that we we might as well talk about it. So so let, yeah, let's let's talk about dual skills and just a. Uh, a brief mention of how they work, uh, if you're not familiar. What they do is they give your unit... Oh, first of all, it's an A-slot skill, so uh, yeah, only works in the A-slot. And the text reads HP plus 5, and it also treats the unit as if the unit had uh, 170 BST, um, if their BST level is less than 170. And it's only applied for, you know, any mode in the game that uses BST as a calculation, which is Arena and Arena Assault. And the 170 BST ranking that is given is at level 3. And so if you're at level 1, I believe it's 160 BST that it grants to a unit and 165 at level 2. And yeah, so that's how dual skills work. And of course, the dual skill is categorized, subcategorized, based on the color and type of unit that it applies to. For example, on Levitane, on the Musebell banner, she carries Red Flyer Dual, uh, Red Dual Flyer um, at level 3, and Helbindi uh, carries the Green Dual Infantry uh, skill in the A slot. And so those are the only two uh, dual skills that we have out right now. And and there we go. These these uh, these skills are used for arena scoring purposes. And so I'll I'll turn the discussion over to you, Grebs. How do you feel about these skills in general? I I know we've kind of mentioned some of our thoughts before when we discussed these new units on the Musebell banner a couple uh, about a week ago or so. But once again, turning back to these dual skills, what are your thoughts about them? So. One thing that I mentioned in, I, th- I think it was the Moose Bell banner that we talked about together where these units were first released, is that, so these skills help to broaden the diversity of units that we can see at higher ranges of the arena. And it's so, you know, for people who don't care about the arena, who are using unmerged units or, or not really highly merged units in the arena, this isn't going to make a huge difference for you. And for other people at the other end of the spectrum who already have uh, armor units and legendary heroes and the armor units are in like the 175 bin, like Harden, Male Grima, uh, Brave Hector, Brave Ephraim, it doesn't matter as much for those people either because those units still score better than these dual skills can help any other units achieve. So it's not, these skills aren't intended for like the mega whales in the game. And it's also not intended for people who don't, who are just really casual players uh, who aren't looking to go get five-star units and fodder off five-star units for their skills. It's really targeted for people in between, which 
you know, it, it probably isn't a small percentage of people in the game, but it's probably a lot of those people uh, might spend some money on the game. And if they don't spend money on the game, then they're probably careful about how they spend their orbs to try to maximize their arena scoring potential. And that might be what they prioritize over building up their favorite units in the game. So if if that fits your description of how you like to play Fire Emblem Heroes, of trying to score well, but you know not like really heavily investing in all of the highest scoring units, then this might be for you. And... You know, I agree with your description before that these are controversial skills. It's not controversial that people want to see a broader diversity of units that can score higher in the game. I don't think anybody feels that that's very controversial, uh, whether you're you know, somebody that's trying to score higher in the arena or somebody that already scores high in the arena before these skills came out. I think a lot of people would welcome more units scoring higher in the game. Uh, the question is, how do you get, you know, units that maybe are available at three and four stars, if you make them score just as high as units that are five-star exclusive or harder to get, is that fair to people who've spent money on five-star units or spent tons of orbs on five-star units just for arena scoring purposes? And so I think that's why Intelligent Systems made this a skill that you had to inherit as opposed to just completely restructuring the arena scoring. So I know that a lot of people aren't happy that these are skills on five-star exclusive units. I don't think any of these dual skills are ever going to be available on three or four-star units, or at least not in the foreseeable future. But, you know, it is kind of disappointing, too, that you have to basically give up an A-slot skill. Uh, you get HP plus five instead of something like Distant Counter or Death Blow or a skill that's a lot more useful than HP plus five. So I can understand why people might be frustrated. I think Intelligent Systems sees a lot of money in this endeavor that they can release skills that are valuable to some people and get people to spend money. And you can pull this skill again and again and again to have to fodder it to many different units on your team. But you know, I think once we start talking about some of the best units for it, uh, and maybe start talking about the best way to use some of these skills. I think maybe maybe it'll be a little bit more helpful for people, and people maybe will see these skills in a little bit of a different light. Yeah, I I, I do want to echo my frustration. I, I I see the the advantage of having these skills and why they are good, as far as uh, like arena scoring and things like that. I think I think it's frustrating for me in my position, and maybe this reflects some other people, uh, some some of your listeners out there, that are very careful with your orbs. Um, you don't spend a lot of money, if if not any money, on the game, and you only spend orbs uh, very sparingly. And and basically, you you are using those orbs to summon for characters that you really want, even if it's just for one copy, and having. Now, if you do care about Arena a lot, having to spend your orbs that you have been saving for characters instead of now summoning for a character that you might just use as fodder, uh, or having to summon a character just to have in your collection and then summon another character for fodder, is uh, can be a big drain on resources just based on how your luck goes. And so, definitely agree that this is definitely a uh, a, a big a money grab from IS, I feel, uh, just having to summon for these these skills in general. Who knows? Maybe they will. Uh, they probably won't, but um, if, if it came out as a, a seal, a sacred seal, then sure, that would be, um, 
I, I feel like that would would be great. Uh, it might be, it might have been too OP, you know, to to have that available for any character, of course. But, um, and so I understand, you know, them placing it on the A slot to hopefully, you know, balance things out, and not give like some mages or or dancers or you know whoever now, who uh, too much power basically to to overpower the units that. And the people who have summon for units that naturally have high BST and can function just well with that A slot as well, and so, so I understand that it's just um, it's just a yeah, a little bit frustrating for me to have to spend orbs in that regard if I wanted to perform better in arena, and uh, so, but yeah, I and I've heard that this is like a, a like a patch that that IS has put on the arena scoring uh, problem, I guess, is people have been calling it a problem uh, since uh, the release of the new uh, way that it has been scored with bonus units and and getting kills with bonus units, and people haven't been too happy about that. Um, using this as a potential solution, um, I guess, kind of solves the problem if if they redid the whole arena system maybe that could solve the problem for everyone to make it more variable but um i i do think that this works and and you can make units work even without the a slot i think and so um i guess this pushes creativity in, in a sense uh, not having to use death blow or fury or something like that in the a slot to maybe build a unit differently um you know that could be fun of course but um so it's and and I and I I mentioned in the last episode too with uh, legendary tiki like if they were to maybe put some more effort into making defense a little bit more lucrative as far as rewards gained for defensive wins uh, perhaps uh, maybe some diversity in arena like not only the units that you're using but the units that you're facing could be different as well but but that's a different story um, it's just uh, yeah it's it's definitely created a stir and I guess we just roll with it and try to summon for these characters that do have uh, dual skills if you want to perform well in arena, but yeah. So, so you can, and, and I understand, I hear your frustration about needing to go out and like, maybe you've built the perfect unit that you really like, like a unit from a game that you really like. And now you feel like you have to change up their build because of these skills uh, and I, I definitely hear that. And, you know, first off, I guess I would say that it's probably not worth giving these skills to more than maybe three units, or I guess at the max four on your team, because you're only able to use four units on either your first team for arena assault or in the arena for you have four units on your team. One of them has to be a bonus unit. And so, you know, considering that most people are going to be rotating at least one of their units to be a the, to be a bonus unit for the current season, then I'd say if you're giving this these these dual skills to more than three units on your team, then there's going to be at least some units that are going to have these dual skills that you're not going to be using on arena teams that are calculating the score. So, you know, maybe you want to use more than just three of your units in the arena, but if that's the case, then, you know, you're not caring as much about score, but there's like other factors that are influencing you other than just max scoring. So if there's like a unit that you really like, 
and you want them to have this this skill to use in the arena, then I, I you know I guess I can understand that that frustration about having to pull for like a hellbindy or a leg yarn. Um, but I think if you do some planning and think about that you want your arena team to score like a 170 unit, then maybe at least you can minimize this to having to only pull three of these dual skills total as opposed to like trying to pull these for every single unit on, on your team or some, or every single unit in your barracks or something like that, where you might feel completely hopeless having to pull like 20 copies of, the, of these skills right. overall. But yeah, and, and, and uh, you made mention there. I, I do want to correct myself. I, I mentioned Levitain before having Red Flyer, but that that is not correct. It's it is Leg Yarn. So uh, out. Um, so yeah, I mean it is what it is, and we'll see if they make any changes. I I feel like they won't, at least for a long time. Maybe maybe uh, maybe they won't ever change Arena, and they'll just release these dual skills, and that's the way we're gonna have to roll if we want to perform well in Arena. But but, I think that's how we're going to have to roll. And, and yeah. we don't have Valor skills released in the game at four stars or SEALs. And those have become, I, I don't want to say useless, but those are a lot less useful than they were a year ago when they were first released. And these dual skills would be so much more, I think, uh, like desirable to people than Valor skills. So I don't expect to ever see these as SEALs, or at least not for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nor, yeah, nor any changes like as far as arena scoring is concerned, just the whole, whole thing, uh, how it's set up now. I, I don't see IS changing that at all. I think this is their solution and this is how it's going to be. And so, uh, yeah, so hopefully they give us lots of chances to summon for these characters and at least they're in the permanent pool as of now. And, uh, you know, hopefully if you do get a copy or two, then you might be able to, uh, work with your favorite unit and, and try them out in arena. But, uh, yeah, so let's move the conversation to the skills that we have out now. Uh, we kind of touched on this before, but in your opinion, Greps, since we do have Red Flyer and Green Infantry dual skills right now, who are the best Red Flyer Green Infantry units to give these skills in the game right now? So no question that the units that are at least most interesting to give these skills to because we never saw them in the 170 BST range before is dancers because dancers, uh, you know, they, they explicit explicitly have a BST penalty for being a dancer. So you can completely remove that by giving them one of these skills. And I think dancers tend to be really helpful in the arena. Uh, aside from scoring purposes, they're really helpful in terms of getting wins. On so performing arts, Azura, uh, and Ulysian Traveler's Olivia, the flying copy of Olivia. Those are two really good units to be giving these skills. Also, because you know, most optimal builds would give them Fury, so that's helpful for sustaining some defense and not, not getting knocked out by, by enemies. But really, HP plus 5, they, they won't be that much worse off with HP plus 5 because they're probably not entering combat all that much. So those are two wonderful units to give these skills to. Uh, but they're also five-star exclusive. Performing Arts Azura is currently on, uh, she's on a rerun. So if you don't have her, you do have the opportunity to pull for her. But Flying Olivia, she hasn't been on a banner since her initial release. And who knows, it, it probably won't be that long till we see her again. But um, it, it is tough to get her right now. So, but, you know, one thing that I mentioned when these skills before is you really want these skills to be on heavily merged units. It's actually more valuable to give these skills to a five star plus 10 uh, unit that's available in the three and four star pool than it is to give it to like a five star 
you know, unmerged Flying Olivia, uh, in terms of arena scoring, it's going to do a lot more for you to have this on a heavily merged unit, even if they're available in the three, four, four star pool. So I think you need to consider a lot of units, uh, you know, that fit these weapon classes, these movement types uh, that have PRF legendary weapons. And so, you know, there's a couple of those units uh, that we've discussed before. Uh, we talked about, like, for example, Raven and Dorcas. And, you know, those are some of the infantry units that that uh, are have an axe and that have a PRF weapon. Soren as a tome user is just, you know, a couple of those green infantry units with a PRF weapon. They're going to score just a little bit higher than a unit with an inheritable weapon. Uh, but who knows, you know, new units are getting PRF weapons every month, so they might continue to add more units that fit into these classes that will benefit. Uh, for red units, you know, we have units like Alincia and Sheeta. Uh, those are some of the, the red units that also come with PRF weapons in addition to these dancers. Now, they will take a bigger hit not having an A-slot skill, but they do have the PRF weapon. And uh, Sheeta's actually really good in higher tiers of the arena, facing armor units a lot uh, because she has the armor effectiveness. So, so she can be good with these too. But uh, you know, I, that, that's just like a sampling of some of these units that might be good with these skills. What else do you have? Do you have some other units that I haven't mentioned here or considered here? Uh, not really. I mean, I I'm 100% with you. I think that those units that you can use without needing the A slot to perform well. Uh, meaning, I think those that are more supportive, rather than, uh, you know, that like combat in nature, are going to use these skills very well. You mentioned, um, yeah, the, the dancers, P.A. Azura, Flying Olivia right now, fit the bill very well. Um, hopefully we see Flying Olivia on a legendary banner soon. Uh, I could see that happening in the near future. Um, maybe, maybe in a couple months or so. Uh, but, yeah, like, it's it's such a such a decision that you have to make whether to use a unit like Sheeta who could use something like death blow or fury or something to really help her low attack out in the a slot it's it's either you make that choice or you go with the red flying dual skill and get those arena points and maybe she's not as useful as before but hopefully you are able to make a build that works out just as well if not maybe almost as well and and still serves you know the purpose that the unit has given in the past uh, some other units that i was thinking of too soren as far as green infantry units are concerned i think is a pretty good unit because i feel like out of the units that we have so far that have preferred weapons he can fit a more supportive role a little bit better but still be able to you know enter into combat fairly well and and perform just as well you know I think um, those mages that uh, that can use these, like Soren and Merrick, who is also another potential candidate as well, uh, I think could really shake things up as far as what the meta is concerned. I think that they can maybe find a way to defeat some of these low-resistant armor units. Uh, maybe not dragons, but but definitely uh, they might be an answer to some some armor units out there. If you personally are facing a lot of them in the arena, then they could be right for you. Uh, of course, Merrick has really low attack as well and could really benefit from an A slot skill there. And so I would choose Soren over Merrick in that regard. But of course, some of the other units that have preferred weapons that are pretty strong, you've got, like you mentioned, Raven, 
Alencia. Um, I think you could hopefully get away with putting that skill on them. And if you were able to to summon them, uh, rather they were featured on a banner, uh, like Alencia, for example, um, perhaps then you could, uh, if you've gotten lucky enough to get uh, high emerges of them, then, then they can serve your purpose there as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, we're every month we're getting new releases, and so if you do have a favorite character that doesn't have a preferred weapon as of yet, then hopefully they do release it soon, and maybe you get some get those merges ready and going, get that you know get those IVs that you're looking for, and hopefully uh, in the near future, then those skills will be released for that certain unit. I'm thinking like Hawkeye. Uh, I, I think it'd be really cool for him to get a preferred weapon, and um, and so, uh, yeah, then you can hold on until that dual skill is released, or you just happen to summon yeah. one, and there you go. Ha- not only do you have your favorite Hawkeye unit. Hawkeye was such a strong character yeah. in Blazing um, Blade, and he's not nearly as good in yeah. Heroes, so hopefully he does get something soon. But So I, I think if I were to summarize the best units to give the currently released skills to, I think for people that already score really high in the arena, I think the dancers are good because those people might already have like some merges on, on Azura and Olivia. And then legendary heroes are the other units that people who already score right uh, might want to give these skills to like uh, legendary Ryoma can get the red flying skill and um, legendary Lin can get the, uh, the green dual skill because that's going to help you score higher in the arena for the people that already score really high and have heavily merged copies of these five-star units. Those are the units to target for these skills for people who are free to play or uh, who don't invest as much in this game. I think the best three to four star units are probably Soren and Sheeta to give these skills to uh, because of their viability at the higher ranges in the arena, even with these skills and also, as you, you mentioned, support abilities are really important for these skills because of the new arena bonus unit structure. So Soren can help with his chill attack and you can give him another chill skill or some ploys and that can be helpful. Sheeta can also use some a ploy uh, or two if you give her one for her C-slot skill and that can help your team. Or she can use Guidance and actually any of the red flyers can use Guidance, but Guidance can be a really helpful support skill as well. Uh, whether it be a C-slot skill or the Sacred Seal we have for Guidance. So those, I just wanted to sum up uh, those thoughts there for these current skills. Yeah, um, thank you for le- me- making mention of Legendary Lin. I feel like her A skill doesn't really mesh with her playstyle anyway, and so so there you go. Um, I think it is her A skill that's Law of Sake, right? Uh, yeah, so her A skill is the one that's only active yeah. in the enemy phase, whereas her weapon, her swift uh, mullah gear, is only active in the player phase. So it's kind of awkward and funny story. But before Legendary Tiki was released as the Legendary Hero for the first week of uh, Earth season, last week, I guess it was, uh, the, the team that scored the very highest for the arena was a team that had two five star plus 10 legendary wins with uh, both with green dual infantry skill on their a slot skill that was the there was only one person that had that team in the arena and for a day they were or for like two days before legendary tiki was released they were the highest scoring team in the arena with a dual dual legendary win (laughs) maxed out so (laughs) 
Wow. That's either some That's really crazy. bad luck there, yeah. or they just got as many copies of their waifu <laughs> as they needed. <laughs> right. <laughs> so even even a, a unit like Legendary Lin can be can be strengthened, um, not only for scoring purposes, but, you know, if that's the best team, um, they must be doing something right with legendary Lin. So, (laughs) so that's the beauty, the beauty of heroes there. But, um, but yeah, so great discussion on, on these skills that are released already. Let's get into the future data mine and talk about what we speculate as far as who these, uh, what kinds of skills might come out as far as classes and colors are concerned. And if uh, who would be really good if these skills came out in in the future? So, Greps, what's your thought on this? Uh, we have this question here in the script: Will cavalry units and armor units get dual skills? In your opinion, yes or no? So, I'm gonna say for cavalry units, I think they eventually will. Um, I, yeah, I think this is you know what? Let's like consider these dual skills. They they vary by movement type and by color. So we can imagine a four by four grid where there's four different movement types and four different colors of units. So there's 16 potential types of these dual skills. If they wanted to release all 16 of them, they could. Now, so I, I, you know, if they are willing to release these on all four colors and all four movement types, we could have 16 potential skills. If they don't release these on cavalry and armor units, then at most we could only have eight of these skills and we already have two of them out. So I think we will get it for cavalry units. Um, I think we will not get it for armor units. The reason I think we won't get it for armor units is that their BST most of them have at least 170 or higher. There are, I guess, I think it's like seven units that I came up with. Drog, Sheena, uh, Not Plus Speed, Gwendolyn. Original Hector, surprisingly, is in the 165 BST range. Um, we have uh, Amelia, I guess. So I guess it's at least eight. And then the four ranged uh, armor units. Those eight armor units at least, and I hope I'm not missing any, but I might be. At least those eight armor units um, will... Score in the 165 to 169 BST range. So there's only maybe like eight units that could even use an armor skill, whereas for cavalry units, there's way more than that. And I think that this is the bargain that Intelligence Systems is making with these skills. Uh, from their end, they're going to make a lot of money because people want these skills. And on our end, we're going to be able to get to use a lot more units as viable units in the upper tier of the arena. I think that's how they see this bargain going. You'll pay us and we'll let you use units that you want to use in higher ranges of the arena. And if they didn't release these cavalry, you know, maybe they won't release these these cavalry types of skills. Maybe they won't. But I think it's an opportunity for them to release four more, at least three more, if not four more of these types of skills and make a lot more money than they would have if they cut themselves off not releasing the cavalry skills. But the armor skills just impact too few units, I think, to be to make that much sense to release. So those are my thoughts on that. But what about you? Do you, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? What do you think about that? So I'm going to agree and disagree. I I agree with um, the armor units not receiving it for that same reason. There aren't enough armor units in the game right now that have a low enough BST. Well, I mean, it, it won't affect them at all. It'll just be hindering them, and they're going to score the same. And so it's, yeah, I don't think they would do that for that reason. In addition to, I feel like they, IS tries to 
you know, they, I think they do their best to listen to our feedback and to try to balance things a lot. And I say that turning my discussion over to cavalry units because they have released things like trenches in, in arena and in just in maps in general to try to balance the, the meta, uh, so to say, in arena as much as possible. And I, you know, turned the clock back a year ago or so uh, when we had Brave Lynn and Reinhardt together just how how awful it was to go into arena and just have to you'd have to you know try to figure out how to play against these certain units and and then that eventually led to trenches of course we had units like Micaiah come out uh Sheeta as well that had weapons that were effective against cavalry units uh and and certain weapons as well uh that had like neutralize against uh effectiveness with the weapon refinery against uh uh horses uh and so I feel like they, they try to make things as balanced as possible. And, and my thinking is that with the release of these dual skills, the one of the big reasons why people are using armor units now is to get that edge as far as scoring is concerned. And they can only use armor units if they want to score as high as possible, in addition to them having you know great skills as well, like Bold Fighter, Vengeful Fighter, and things like that but and and great stats as well but um and so i feel like to potentially avoid the situation that they were in a year ago even with the weapons and the trenches and things like that if they did release dual skills for cavalry units i feel like we might see a resurgence of units like reinhardt and bravelin and and it would come full circle again and we would have we might have that problem again. Maybe not because uh, it really depends on what kind of skills they release as far as dual skills and, and other weapons and, and skills, of course, what the meta would look like in the future. But that, I, I and I totally see where you're coming from, Greps. And I, and like, as far as just earning money by people summoning for these skills and making units look really good as far as BST is concerned, like, I think that would be great to, to for some of these units that we haven't been able to use for a while that are cavalry units, like I think of my Elwood uh, being able to score in the highest uh, tiers. I would have to lose DC on him, of course, but but that potential uh, is very tempting uh, if you do care about scoring. And so I think that um, it's definitely possible, And but I... If they weren't to release them, I think that's the reason why, is to not return to a cavalry-heavy meta, which may or may not occur, but that's why I don't, I don't think that they would go for it. Um, yes, so I'm just taking a look at the game press uh, tier list right now, and there are three cavalry units in tier one and tier two to get like combined. It's uh, Brave Veronica, Marybelle, and Reinhardt are the only three cavalry units <laughs> that they have listed in the top two tiers. And then there's like a handful in tier three, and then a lot of cavalry units in tier four, five, and six. And as for armor units, 20 out of the 25 armor units in the game are in tier one or tier two. And tier one is almost exclusively armor units, except for Brave Veronica, who's in tier one and probably just barely in tier one. If I had mm -hmm. to guess, if there's like one unit that they had to drop from tier one to tier two, it could be Brave Veronica, uh, since she's like 
just probably just a little bit better than Mary Bell, if I had to say so. So in terms of just competitive balance, I think if anything, by allowing cavalry to score higher, they would be making them more relevant again, as opposed to like making them dominant again. But, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. And I could definitely see them not doing cavalry or they might give it to cavalry. We'll just have to see in the future. But I think another like equally interesting question is, do you think we're going to get these skills for colorless units at all? Do you think we're going to see colorless dual skills released in time? I think so. I, I think that in order to be fair to everyone, uh, all the colors, I think they will. Uh, I mean, we can we have to consider, though, like if they were to release a colorless infantry dual skill, that means dagger units could use it, bow units could use it, as well as healers. And that would make healers even more powerful as far because be, not only are they really strong with a with the razzle dazzle build that is untouched with dual skills because you don't need you don't need to uh, the a slot doesn't need to be affected with that. Um, but that, yeah, with the, with version two being released and making healers a little bit better, this would make healers, uh, amazing. I think, uh, infantry healers, if they release it for cavalry units as well, uh, yeah, can, I mean, just, yeah, you think of, uh, Maribel, for example, having, uh, being able to score as high as, as some armor units there and, and having the razzle dazzle build, uh, built in you know, with her and it'd be really crazy. And so I, I think that would make a, a really big impact in the game. And and not only that, but being able to heal your units as well, it could be really useful for you in the player phase to have a unit that scores really well, just that option of being able to heal. And it might be difficult to go up against uh, in the AI. And so, yeah, I I think it's feasible for them to to do it in colorless not only for healers, of course, but for dagger units and for bow units as well. Uh, so I, I definitely see that coming in the future. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so too. I, I think, I mean, for some of the movement types for colorless units, it makes more sense at the moment than for others. Like notably, I think they're going to release these for armor units, but we only have uh, Halloween Jacob is the only colorless armor unit at the moment. So that it wouldn't make any sense for there to be a colorless armor dual skill. Uh, but also there's only a couple of flyers that are colorless in the game right now. We have Hinoka, Summer Takumi, uh, Spring Kagero. Um, what, there's one more that I think I'm missing right now. Um, Fly, uh, female Grima? Yeah, female Grima. Yeah, of course. And so there's only like, <laughs> what, four or five uh, color, I guess five colorless flyers. So there's not a ton of those units at the moment, but I do expect that at some point we'll get a flying healer. So I don't know, maybe that's even the type of unit that would come with a, a colorless uh, dual flying skill. So, so, you know, for flying in our units, there's not a ton of them. Even for cavalry units, there's not a ton of them, but those are the units that people like to use the most in terms of archers in, you know, probably in, in Brave Lynn, and she's probably the most commonly run archer. And you know, there's a lot of good cavalry healers too. So I think that would definitely be interesting to see that. Um, and I think especially those healers, as you mentioned, would benefit quite a bit from being able to be used in the highest reaches of the arena. So that'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to track down the road, you know, of that four by four grid of different movement types and different colors, how many of those 16 boxes we're going to be checking off 
as for getting these uh, dual skills because I think it's practically guaranteed at this point we're going to be getting infantry and flyer dual skills for red, blue, and green. So that's at least six of these skills. But are they going to expand to cavalry and armor units? We'll see. Uh, will we be getting colorless at all? Uh, probably. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if dagger units, you know, are, are a little bit more relevant in the arena as well. It, and even, you know, archers who we don't see a lot of these, or, you know, I don't see these units much in the highest reaches of the arena because they're all ranged and they suffer a BST penalty. So it will be interesting and, and it will shake up the meta a little bit to see some of these colorless dual skills get released as well. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing about these dual skills is definitely a, a chance for ranged units to make more of a presence in the arena so it'll be very interesting and you're probably right we probably will see cavalry units getting these bst boosts uh, i was just thinking uh like giving reinhardt this skill instead of death blow might be balanced enough to <laughs> to have him be in the meta and not be like dominating as he was before so yeah, he would basically turn into like Olwyn without death. Yeah, he's going to lose some attack. So he's going to turn into basically Olwyn and no one's I mean, but nobody's like complaining about Olwyn being overpowered in the in the meta right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, speaking of other units, now that we've let, let's say that uh, if we do think that all of these units and colors are uh, released as far as dual skills who who are the best other units in the game? We've we've talked about the red flyers and the green units, infantry units already, but out of everyone potentially in the game right now, who would you think would benefit the most from these future dual skills? So it's going to be units that have lower BST on the lower end of the BST. Uh, definitely dancers stand out to me as the units that either can benefit the most and are also the units that are never going to be able to score high enough to be able to use and score really highly at the same time uh, that probably benefit the most from these dual skills. Now, some people have pointed out that if you give a dual skill to a dancer, that, you know, dance doesn't cost that much SP and the SP of your skills also factors into how highly your units score. But I forget exactly how much it changes your score, but it's not like you should be running a dancer with ether instead of dance as their special, or I guess, Dance is the assist, not the special. So it's not like you should be running dual rally skills instead of dance because that only makes the difference of it's between like one and three points in the arena. And I know that's not insignificant, but, uh, you know, especially if you're trying to raise your score, a couple points might might make a difference to you. But it completely reduces the reason to give her the dual skill if you're going to run her, run a dancer with a skill other than dance. There's really no reason to do that. And ultimately, it doesn't make a huge difference to do that. But dancers are definitely the units that are going to benefit from these skills the most. Uh, maybe healers as well. And just as you mentioned just a moment ago, I think ranged units in general are units to consider. Uh, you know, there are probably some units that maybe this these types of skills works a little bit better than others. Like, for example, Reinhardt wouldn't work too well with some of these skills and other units that depend on their A slot skill just don't work quite as well. But really, I think aside from talking about dancers, healers, and maybe some of their ranged units, I, I think a lot of this is just up to who your favorite characters are and, and who you personally have merged up pretty highly to score well in the arena. And that's one of the things that is kind of a benefit for these skills is that they can be in, you know, as far as 
if whatever unit fits the criteria, the the movement and color to be able to equip the skills can benefit from these skills. The units that benefit the least from these are units that already have a BST really close to 170. So if they came out with one for armor units, like green armor units, giving this to Hector would only help him score one bin higher than he already does naturally. So I don't think that would make any difference at all really for him, especially having to give up something like distant counter. So those are my overall thoughts about dual skills. Uh, what, what about for you? Yeah, I'm, I definitely want to comment on that. Like if you personally have a favorite character or two that you've heavily merged up right now that you don't have a dual skill available for yet, then it might be worth summoning for it when it does come out and just uh, maybe tweaking the build that you have for that unit a little bit to make them a little bit more viable. Cause I think even if it changes their gameplay a little bit, it still would, I think be a lot more fun to play arena as well as, I mean, of course with skill sets, you can always switch it out and, and use a certain build for arena and then use your old build for other modes but I'm thinking of, like, units that I really like. Elliewood, if they came out with the Red Cavalry unit, uh, sure, I would have to build them differently. Um, Micaiah, for example, I uh, would have to take out Deathblow and maybe make her a little bit more defensive with, like, Quick Repost and Distant Defense in the Seal slot. But still, uh, is it worth switching out and being able to use regularly in the arena? I think so. It, it, it might be a lot more fun to... Just have that team that you really like of units that you really love from Fire Emblem and have them be a lot more viable in the most competitive mode in Heroes. And so, uh, yeah, I and, and to answer your question, too, as far as who else in the game might use it, I think we've we've talked about it extensively as far as dancers are concerned. You've got regular Olivia, Lean, uh, Sylvia, Ninian, uh, or some dancers I could think of that could benefit from it. The the healers, both infantry and cavalry, could really use it. It'd be really cool to see Lucius and, and Jenny um, being used in higher tiers as well. I think that would be very interesting to see. So, uh, And of course, those units that do use the A slot skill, that have preferred weapons, uh, maybe right now it's, uh, it's hard to imagine them not having an A slot skill that is useful for combat, but Maybe by the time they are released, maybe there are some other B and C skills or specials, weapons, you name it, uh, that can mesh pretty well on their own, and you can have a viable unit uh, with that ace dual skill. So, yeah, I the the future looks bright, and hopefully this does give some uh, variability to your team and to the arena in general. Um, in heroes so that's that's what i hopeful hope that to hope to see in the future as far as this is concerned so i think we had a really good discussion today greps uh i'm looking at the clock and i think we're reaching about 50 minutes yep uh with this discussion so i think we'll leave this future data mine episode at that do you have any final thoughts uh, on dual skills before we head out I, I don't think so, but I, I guess, so one thing that we've talked about on other data mine episodes is when we think these skills will be released. And I do think, you know, we, we have two of right. them. Uh, we talked about the ones that we think will be released and won't be released, but I am expecting to see these skills released in a pretty big hurry, actually. Like, I think we're going to be getting a couple more of them 
in October, and then I wouldn't be surprised to see another one or two in November or December. So I think we'll have at least half of these skills, like at least like six of these skills by the end of the year. Uh, you know, I don't think they want to keep people waiting too long to be able to get these skills. And I think we'll have a sense for how far they're going to go with like how many of these skills they're going to release in terms of cavalry, armor, and colorless units uh, not too far down the road based on the pattern of these skills that they release towards the beginning of this or as they continue to release these skills. So I do expect to see some of them in October. Now, I think all of the the units that we're going to be getting on new banners in October are probably going to be seasonal banners. So that's just my my projection. So I, I, I don't know if that means that we're going to be getting some of these skills that are seasonally locked. I wouldn't be surprised by it. But I know people will be even more upset about these skills if that is the case. For sure. I And I'm, I'm praying that that doesn't happen and that they stay in the permanent pool as much as possible. But if they do want to, re- and I think, I think they want to release them as fast as possible as well. I think that that might be the case if they have some skills that are released next month. And if, if you're correct and we just have special units, then that's that's going to be your opportunity to summon for them. So uh, we'll see. I, I definitely agree that IS will push these skills. Uh, not They won't push push skills, but they will push <laughs> these dual skills uh, pretty heavily in the next couple of months. So skills um, at us either. No, <laughs> no, they are smitten away. <laughs> do you, uh, do you, um, I, are you pretty excited for these skills too? Uh, that's another question that we, we need to ask. Am I excited? Not particularly because I have some of these 175 scoring units, so I'm not like rushing out to get them. But for me, the units that they're most useful on for maximizing arena scoring is legendary heroes. So, but no, I'm not really excited about them, especially because you have to, if you're going to give them to a unit for arena scoring, it, it, it decreases their combat potential. So for me, it reminds me of the quandary of when you have a, you know, for, for people who are trying to score highest in the arena and they have, um, you know, like a unit with distant counter built into their weapon, and then you like to score highest in the arena, you have to give them distant counter before death blow four came out, like some redundancy in terms of skills or having to nerf your own units in order to, uh, to make them score the highest. But what about you? I, I know. I mean, I think I've, I've heard a little bit through uh, your impressions on these skills, but what do you think about them? Yeah. So I'll, I'll summarize my feelings as such that I would be excited for these skills to be able to potentially use a favorite character in the arena, like Hawkeye, uh, for example, or Micaiah. I think that would be fun. I wouldn't be excited uh, for the aspect of spending my orbs to summon for these skills to fodder off. So, and that's just the way it is. So, I'm, yet both excited and not excited for these skills to come out, and and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Um, there, and there you go. So that is dual skills and that is future data mine, uh, for dual skills in general. I hope, I hope that that conversation was helpful to you guys out there. And if you do have some more questions and concerns or suggestions for the show, if you want to talk more about it, about dual skills with us, feel free to reach out to our subreddit at r slash or you can reach us individually at phaeology at gmail.com or greps at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com. 
And if you're a fan of the show and you want to support it, please click in the link below in the show notes uh, to go to Anchor Support, or Listener Support, so through Anchor. And with that, thank you for listening, and hopefully you schedule an appointment with us soon. Take care.